0: Welcome to Spy Satellites, a podcast about Dune Imperium and the people who play it. I'm your host, CJ, and this is Rotation Six, where we're talking about the homebrew leaders dreamed up by the community and implemented in Murphy's Laws mod. So join us for a roundtable discussion focusing on cards, combos, atomics, and everything spice. If you like what we do please give us a like and subscribe and if you'd like to support us you can do so on patreon at patreon.com hidden assets supporting us helps us continue to produce quality content and gives you access to some pretty awesome perks including voting for the upcoming podcast topic like this one so tell your friends and let us know how we're doing we're always trying to improve the quality of our content and we can't do it without you the listener and orbiting around arrakis with me today are two lovely individuals, the first of which is our Water of Life open game master, and currently one undefeated in the Canley. Holy Boss. How's it going, guys? It's good to have you here, and uh, let's let's get this going, because we've got a lot to talk about, right? What about uh, me? <laughs> oh, I know, I know, oh, I'm yeah, getting the there. Also returning from the far side of Arrakis is our Sedulous Mentat, the one, the only, Black Shadow.
1: Feels like the far side of Arrakis. Howdy, you oh, it has been... It's been busy here uh moving home is uh it's, it's a lot of work i don't encourage you to do it as much as you can especially in the current climate but it's gone about as well as it can do bed turns up tomorrow um and uh, once things are settled down we'll start getting on more with the the doing content but it's been it's,
0: it's been a busy couple of weeks Yeah, it has been for me as well. So, But let's get going. So we're going to start here talking about the homebrew leaders and uh, the best ones, the worst ones, and then everything in between. And then we're going to come to some maybe some uh, understanding of what you think are the best balanced leaders for the current leader pool. Let's start with the worst leaders, the ones that you feel are at the bottom of the barrel, the ones that maybe not are the worst in general design, but just the ones that are the most eh. Oh, and by the way, for those of you who who are watching on YouTube, you will have some visual imagery to help you out. Uh, if you are listening on um, the uh, Apple podcast or or any other streaming service, uh, we'll do our best to explain what each of these leaders does because they're somewhat complicated. And uh, and then if you also want to go in and, and check out these leaders yourselves, you can also do that with on Murphy's Laws Mod uh, by just going into the workshop in TTS and searching for that. Why don't we kick it off, uh, Black Shadow? Let's let's start off. What, what do you think is is probably the one of the ones of uh, these leaders that you just didn't click with, that didn't really work for it, for you at all? Ones you wanted to talk about here. That I I'll try remember,
1: to remember yeah. it slightly here. I mean, it has been uh, it's been a few weeks now into it. It's been busy. Um, me and you played I think, like about a dozen of these characters or so, and I think Holy Boss covered more or less the rest. Or we, we've seen mm-hmm. them all at least in some form or another as we've experimented these over the past few weeks. Um, I think they. I think a lot of them actually been pretty decent. Uh, obviously, the, the the beauty of homebrew is obviously you kind of have a bit of a blank slate. And I'm sure uh, if um, uh, Mr. Denon had gone had managed to find some time to watch any of our homebrew stuff, I'm sure he's probably seen uh, plenty of stuff that he's familiar with. I'm sure his like drafting sessions or with whoever else worked out the leaders is probably pretty similar to this. Um, you know, you just kind of throw stuff to the wall and see what sticks. Um, obviously, what has and hasn't worked has changed a bit depending on the... Uh, you know, whoever the expansors are in, some of these leaders, it should be noted, are designed to work with a specific expansion, yep. um, which is not something you should try to do, generally speaking, um, if you can help it in um, in your design video game stuff, especially with leaders. Having ones you can only do a certain expansion specifically is, you know, isn't ideal, but it is what it is. Um, so I'm trying to get my games back here. Um, it's kind of tricky for me, though, because I feel like... we would. Yeah, if I had to pick one, um, which was a bit of a disappointment, it probably was Fade Ralph for me. Um, we Fade had Ralfa, a fan yeah. of him, um, but it's not because I don't think Fade Ralph is actually that bad. I think he's okay. Um, in theory, like on the face of it, he looks pretty good, actually. Um, pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Uh, you know, if you gain a victory point on your turn, be it from factions, be it from buying spice, anything that's not a combat, basically, um, you can trash an entry in your hand for another one that's not bad you know being able to cycle um intrigues is something that is not easy to do in this game there's very few ways to do it without being able to actually just use them specifically um that's why you know the uh, the spot on the the talaxu track is very popular It's why I call intrigues pretty cool um but the problem is it's one of those cards where it's like it's just a pure punt and a gamble um, and I, I, it felt like to me, like if you're behind, it's probably not going to save your game, and if you're ahead, it just kind of pushes you further ahead, probably. But there's times you're going to have decent intrigues anyway. It's just a complete pun. Um, the other issue we had for Fade Ralfar as well, um, his his ring's also okay, I guess. A spice for a troop and a trash doesn't sound too bad. It's actually the same uh, ability as the control of the spice cards from Epic Mode. It's just literally the straight same right, thing. Huh? It's something you do have to base a lot of his game around. He's obviously designed to be a fighter, but he's it's it's pretty tricky for him. The other issue as well, when I was playing with Fade Rounder, is that the person to my right was basically just a, a uh, an unstoppable powerhouse in combat, and there was and was basically had won the game by like round three. So it was it was um yeah you know, when you're on, when you're to the left of that, it, it's like when it, if you have got a Tazia that's just like completely crushing the board, and you're to the left of them, there's, there's not a lot you can really do. Sometimes you just kind of get impacted by it. It's just what do you do? um because generally if you're struggling to like contest alliances and that sort of thing you are force into combat and while Fade Ralph was like okay there are people that are just a lot better um find the spice room is difficult um sometimes because obviously they have a lot of ideas in combat with them um it wasn't really the fairest of games for him but like he was it's okay but um it's it's kind of you know his ring is not good enough to really play specifically around but it's mm-hmm. not quite good enough on its oh. own either. And favored air is just gambling, basically. Um, and if you're, and the thing is not you don't like pull an entry card like some other people do. You have to trash one first, so you're not even getting value out of that. So, you know, right. you're right. not even necessarily getting full value.
0: Yeah. Holy Boss, any thoughts on Fade Ratha?
2: Yeah, he's just eh. right. I mean, I think it's kind of hard too because you're you're playing these leaders with the rest of these homebrewed leaders, and some of them are pretty. <laughs> busted. Like, you <laughs> can't op-y. really. I think if you put this against like standard leaders, you probably think a little bit differently.
1: Yeah, I, I did um, comment this at the time as well. I said, like, the game he was in, I was playing it wasn't really a fair game for him, really, because he was just basically dead on all fronts almost immediately. So that did kind yeah. of true. But even like kind of sussing into him, like, favorite air, it, it, it looks a lot better on paper than what I think it actually is. Um, and of course, mm-hmm. if you gain the victory point and you don't have any intrigues in hand. Well, you get nothing favorite air is completely useless so. yeah
2: there's that as a problem and there's also if you have good intrigues it's also uh, yeah, a problem you, so you need to them kind them of like a mass then... you need to amass them early and get like a couple that you don't want <laughs> just to be able control. to like, cycle through them
1: right yeah and if you start yeah. like and obviously the thing is if you start uh taking points and then not taking the the in the the swap then they know you've got a decent intrigue and they think they'll probably right. the game heavily which means they know you're probably not going to have many more in games so there's there's wow. a lot of there's a lot of meta issues, but um, I think as a base point, I think he's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But here, yeah, especially compared to some of the other f- um, leaders around, it's it's pretty bad.
0: I, I like the idea of if you gain a point, something else happens to you. That's yeah. a cool idea yeah, as a cool. passive effect. So I don't want to lose that. Like if if this guy's getting um retooled by the designer who i'm not sure i think this might be max's card there are a lot of cards by the way a lot of these are designed by uh two or three people um agent of zion was one of the designers of some of these cards and the other ones were designed by max and i think one other person Who i can't um i don't know off the top of my head but uh, if you uh, message us we'll, we'll make sure to give you credit um but i like the idea of having something right i don't know if this is the right thing <laughs> like I, as you I would,
1: said I even just um sorry to drop but yeah just just make it so he just draws an intrigue when he gains a victory point so yeah tweak. i think that would be i think that would make favorite air pretty solid not overpowered you know you're not gonna it's only on your turn as well so you're only gonna probably gain like maybe yeah get it maybe five or six times possibly in a game maybe more yeah. depending mm-hmm. um you know and again like obviously you're you're rolling uh luck but it's the same as as the baron isn't it obviously he's paying for the intrigues and he doesn't know what he's going to get so it's still kind of, of that vibe so his ring is fine but i don't think you can, you know it's 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 a tough balancing act.
0: yeah agreed yeah i think that'd be nice just just yeah, gaining okay, the yeah. intrigue
2: I agree. Either game an intrigue, or I even, I even like having a condition, right? If if it were to trash an intrigue and get an intrigue plus something else, I think that might even be, I don't know what the something else would be, but I like the there's the idea of having a condition of you need to give up this to get something great. So yeah. there's at least like some decision space there.
0: Yeah. There's that space on the Tlylaxu board that we kind of uh, talked mm-hmm. about, maybe using that as a base for that. We trash an intrigue to draw a card and an intrigue card. Yeah. That's not too yeah. bad.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm cool with that.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you guys. Um, the I think the, the ring effect is just a little underwhelming, like One Spice for the trash. Trashing effect is great. Yeah. Um, but it just it also doesn't really feel very Fade Rautha to me, you know? Um, the intrigues kind of do. Uh, he's a Harkonnen, so obviously treachery is in their nature. Um but I'm not really sure if this is a treacherous fight so much as just, like, a straight-up, like, effect that's kind of basic you know a droop and a discard so i'd like to see something reworked for his ring too just something a little bit more fade route that e um and i know this isn't this isn't the first version of uh, this card of this leader as well yeah. i think it's been retooled so all right so uh holy boss you want to toss one out that you think is just needs a little bit more work or one that didn't didn't uh didn't do it for you
2: yeah sure um i think the last one that i played that i was kind of underwhelmed with was uh Darwi Od- Odrade, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, so, I, oh well, I guess I'll read her stuff. Uh, Gathering Forces, you, you can acquire one Bene Gesserit card uh, for two less persuasion, and then her ring is other memory. This card is part of the Gen- Bene Gesserit faction. I mean, I like the idea generally of being, like, the leader that can create the, you know, the Omega Benny deck. But yeah. I just don't feel like this is enough... Be honest. I mean, obviously, Atomics makes this super problematic. You can't just like pick this up when you see, you know, long reach or something in the row, and actually expect to get it. I know you got it in the game uh, that yeah, you played, I CJ. We get the early reveal for it, but um, yeah, it's just there's a there's not enough Benny cards, I think, to make to have this be viable, and then B the the ring. Itself is even more specific, right? Because even within the Benny cards, there are, uh, what would you guys say, maybe 10, 15 that have like a, a Ben G- when a Benjamin is in play condition. That's bad. That's I, think like that. yeah, that. I think it's
0: fewer than that. Yeah, there's like seven maybe. Yeah. Really? If, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, seven. Yeah, well,
2: that's that. there you go, right?
1: But it's, it's tricky then, for Darwin. Um, like it should be noted, like all the games we played were with X and MO expansions. And I think Darwin is somebody gets affected a lot. If you had Darwin, but she was playing in base game. I actually think she'd be sort of there thereabouts. Um, you know, being able to target, like, obviously, Jessica and Quizats and Maheim a lot more effectively would make her pretty dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and also the thing as well is that as the expansions have gone on, I think the, the sheer proportion of Bene Gesserit to other cards in the deck has gone down a little bit, especially in Immortality. Right. Immortality yeah, didn't really bit. bring in any, any Bene Gesserit cards, really, if you think about it. So, yeah. It's just simply less about. So, um, I think that is worth noting that she's probably a little weaker with the expansions. Um, it's it's also, like I like, you know, a Gavin Force, I actually think, is not a terrible idea at all. But obviously, it's, again, because of immortality and atomics, it's kind of random what you're going to find. Um, you know, and that, that is also an issue. Uh, it's also the issue as well, because obviously some cards are about right, but then, like, she's able to, in theory, pick up. Now, like, if she just, like, buys an old card and then in the shadows turns up, she gets it for free which is yeah. which is completely absurd. Um you know a card that is already heavily undercosted and she just gets it free of charge without even knowing it was going to turn up that sort of thing. Um I think it's an issue. He rings well I think one, well, it's, it's it's fine Obviously, the idea is to is to is to make her so she snipes the really big juicy cards, you know, like um like Mahim and such and and jessica and kind of obviously using her ring to kind of help enable those more but again there aren't that many cards that like have enabling i mean it's embedded agent is one i can think of only other mm-hmm. one i can think of that's on my head would be like um uh, gym manipulation. Gym, gym a, yeah, gym, yeah, and, so, yeah. and, and then yeah that's the issue like other than that there just isn't really is isn't missionary really, yeah missionary i <laughs> guess mm-hmm. um but there just isn't there's not enough cards i think to make the ring that way again you're also gambling like you can see what the first five cards are you don't know what the rest yeah. of the deck's gonna be so if they just don't turn out you might just basically have a leader who's almost blank and uh you know oh, yeah right. exactly and, well i think it's okay to have leaders that obviously are more pickable on certain types of you know like oh, sorry, you'll pick an E-Kaz, um an armored are more likely if like shifting allegiances is out there um, or Guild Bankers is out there, you know, those, those free-cost cards you can get there. This is like the real extreme end of that, and I think it's probably a little too far for... Um, you, know, yeah. you don't want to make leaders so heavily specialized that you just pick them when like it's really good for them, and then you just never touch them. don't quite fit for me.
0: I agree. Yeah, I think this one needs probably the most work in a couple of areas. I don't really like the Gathering Force's reveal turn effect of two uh, too less persuasion. Um, there are already a lot of things that do that. There's a board space in the base game that does that. You know, I mean, in the in in both all, games, all of them, yeah, all of them, yeah. yeah. And the the ring is just a non-effect most of the time, um, which kind of is a bummer. As also thematically, and I'm gonna be the theme guy today because I love talking about theme in this game. <laughs> Someone's got Yeah, is that another <laughs> um, Doom Lord? You, you would know. <laughs> as, we do, so. no worries uh so i mean the fact that it's like a gathering of all benegesserates doesn't make a lot of sense for the lore um because the benegesserate were notoriously involved in every aspect of empire and they weren't all clustered together in fact they'd go long long times without seeing another um benegesserate um initiate or whatever um so i like the idea of gathering of them all it just doesn't really work um it also is, is really easy to deny this yeah. effect yeah you know um, and then again as you said it's kind of a blank leader it's a cool idea is a really cool idea and I'm glad it's it's here to get us talking about it but um, I'd be more interested in seeing a sort of diversification of different tags with this leader like maybe a leader that um, had different effects based on different types of tags you played for instance
1: almost like a like a like a mini um uh what's it called the the other benny card the infiltrates y- yeah the back.
0: yeah mm-hmm. uh, yep.
1: whatever it is called you know the web power that's the one obviously where power yeah. gets buffed more depending on like what factions you've hit so maybe yeah maybe it's uh like if you graft it with uh, then you don't want to go down that part but yeah something like that would be also an idea i also want to make a quick note before we carry on as well like we obviously joked slightly about like the thematics but i think thematic is, is actually pretty important and i don't think it should be ignored you know this is how you know your leaders um there's there's only a few things that you can do with these pieces of the card to kind of give them identity uh-huh. uh one is yeah. obviously the image you provide and obviously knowing who what they are but the ha- what effects they do and the kind of things they do does make a big difference you know why do you think the beast is the warlord the your intrigue guy um you know ill barns your money maker that sort of thing like it all plays into kind of that that uh the character um and it all is important so it should not be ignored
2: all right. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, gonna... I'm not sure oh, how how else you would get this uh, if this is what you're going for. Trying to get the Benny leader going. I mean, the I think the ring is weak enough where you can literally put it in the in the passive, and it's still not an, a busted passive. Just say that like you always have a Benny Gen- Jesuit card in play. Yeah. So to me, that's and, and I don't even know if that would be. Um, I don't even know if that'd be great, but I'd, yeah, I just think between the two of them, it's just you just don't have enough, and it's too, and it's too high. Rolly, I shouldn't say it's too high. Rolly, it's high variance, high and variance. Situational, the, too situational. Yeah, the, the situations where it is good are, are so slim that yeah, it's just not worth the risk, especially yep. with atomic.
0: All right, Master Waff. Master Waff is my pick for one of the weirder um, leaders that I think is a cool idea, but just doesn't work for me. Uh, Master Woff has a passive ability called Splice. Is when you gain a specimen, you may acquire a card from the Tleilaxu row. And then his ring ability is called clandestine funding, and it gives you a research icon. And if you're uh, at the first DNA marker, you get another uh, specimen, which means then you can acquire a card from the Tilaxu yeah, row. I didn't know. So. Yeah, so um it's a it's a cool idea. I like how the idea of the ring playing into your passive is is working. it's cool, and he just researches, which he does the thing. He's very narrow. um There's a couple things that I don't really like about this, and I think that the this is something that Black Shadow said is that this is so specific to Immortality. This could not be played with Ix only, and and base game or base game. Yeah. So. I, that's one of the main problems I have with it, and I think that those things need to be taken into consideration when designing these. Because I'd like to play a leader with anything; mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like them to work with anything. Um, the research icon on the the leader just it doesn't work that way, um, unfortunately. So, uh, I don't, I don't know what to do with this guy. I I think that also buying a bunch of Tylaxu cards is not always great. Mm Um, because you're going to get a specimen like first action maybe and then you can't use it (laughs) so it doesn't do anything and then you might be able to do it immediately after you've gotten your third specimen um there's also a problem of timing is that you do these during reveal and then you gain a card but you could already do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) like yeah Yeah, so I think that this guy, um, I like having a Master Waf style like uh, character in there because I think that's an unexplored aspect of the leaders right now is we don't know very much about the Tleilaxu, of course. They're kind of secretive and all that stuff, but um, Master Waf is a, a very pivotal character later on in the book series, um, the original six series, and so uh, it would ni- it'd be nice to see him in here somewhere. I just don't know if this is what he should be doing.
1: I think this falls into the same trap of what we just said Matt, on the last card. Like unfortunately this is a this is a leader as designed where um if the Talaxu row has like Gola and you know like uh scientific breakthrough or that sort mm-hmm. of thing, you know, those pretty decent three or four specimen cards, you're gonna pick master off. And if the Talaxu row has in the tanks, um and <laughs> you know, something else that's not very very highly desirable in the game then you just don't pick him um mm. and that's no good uh you know there, there's it when you make someone so specific and so narrow um uh, you're basically forcing them to only be picked when it's really advantageous of them to do so um because otherwise you just disavow yourself for no good reason uh, which is kind of, I think, what was the what was the problem uh, that we had uh, with it. Um, I think as well as plays, again, like the fact his rain plays into his uh, his his general passive, which is good, and I think that's definitely something you should try and look to do. Uh, it's it's not it's not very remarkable. Um, it's not particularly interesting. Uh, obviously, the idea of Master Wealth is you getting these specimens, so you can like obviously look to chase like the 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 second Talaxu point a lot more reliably by just cashing yeah. in for for beetles or maybe like get some on the side passive uh troop generation like maybe some mm-hmm. sneaky uh reclaimed forces get some troops into your garrison so you can send them out unexpectedly there's some cool stuff that he could do um but it's it's i don't know it, it's it is a little underwhelming but i think as a base point it's it's fine but it is it's a little too narrow and i think that's just the that is the issue
0: yeah Um, I'd like to see maybe some some of these guys, some of the Talaxu doing something with the um, Landsrad icon because they are they're sort of outcast from the Landsrad, though they have representation, a minor amount of representation. They do show up at the Landsrad, try to make a scene or call out people, things like that. I'd like to see something tweaked to work with that icon. Um, Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Zach.
2: No, I was, I was just gonna say probably more of the same. I think this. I think I think being narrow is okay. It's just that at some point it's a little bit. There's some point where it is too narrow, right? Like you'd say Ekz is, is relatively narrow in whatever the, the leaders that we have to actually pick from. When you have with three costs out there, he becomes a lot better, but that's fine, right? Um, I think this one's just so so specific, and I think the passive honestly is just a wash. Like I think his ring is. I think his ring's probably great. I haven't played with it, and yeah. I'm only going I mean, off yeah, of kind of theory here. Such,
1: it's fine. Yeah, I got nothing against it. But yeah, his passive is like, it's either really good at the beginning of the game, or it's not really doing anything. Um, you know, In theory, if you could get, obviously, the idea being that if you can obviously get the first genetic marker, and then you can start picking up cards from the Talaxu row and putting them on top of your deck. Yeah. um that's that's the whole idea but again by yeah. that point the the opening card or two are probably already cycled or they already weren't good to begin with which case you probably didn't pick him so at that mm-hmm. point it's kind of guesswork unless you like go absolutely all in on research and you just rush it immediately um but then i don't know it's it, it's fine i guess but it's it's nothing to write home yeah
0: all right i have one more i want to throw in here as the somewhat most disappointing of these guys and that's miles teg um i know we've talked about him we've seen him played poor miles um one of the main characters in the fifth book uh doesn't do very much his limited prescience effect lets you look at the top of the imperium duck at any time and acquire it as though we're in the imperium row this is a neat effect um but that's about it. Then hyper hyper-metabo- hypermetabolism... <laughs> <laughs> Say it uh, a Ring effect. Yeah, yeah. It makes me put the accent on a weird spot. Um You may trash a card in play to take another turn immediately after this one. Again, for me, this is a neat effect. I don't know how good these... Like, I've seen them not be used very much at all and that's that's i think the oh, problem for me
1: i believe i took on miles and i took him on specifically because i play pool Trades a lot and i looked at them and i felt like, like seeing obviously but this is kind of in the vein of pool trade especially with the prescience ability um yeah. and i think i noted at the time that um these abilities while they are all they are just way too niche to really ever get a ton of value out of. Um being the top card of the deck and is is not actually the worst. You effectively have a six co- a six card um kind of field and like, you know, that that's kinda neat, I guess. Um, although I did find myself forgetting that I could acquire the top deck, not just looking at it. <laughs> On metabolism though, it's like there aren't that many situations where it's you want to play two actions one after the other there's very few you know unless you're going yeah. to like um you know like just, uh, instead of shipping and take mentat or if you need to get hold of Spy so that you can get to highlander before someone else does that sort of thing um, mm-hmm. but the problem is there's so many ways to infiltrate spaces now that the ability i think the power to take two turns back, but unless you're going specifically for like high council or mentat or for something really specific, like a tech, maybe. Other than that, it's just not really that advantageous. And you have to draw your ring. um You have to play your ring and then trap something in play. Which odds are? is it's usually it's your ring. is gonna oh, be your ring, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that is that is kind of the problem there. So, but they're nice abilities. I like the idea of limit prescience, but it's it's just it are they're, they're too niche. And that was what I found. Especially again, having played a lot of pool. Um, I feel like yeah. was uh, a decent authority on that. Nice ideas. Um, I think they are cool. And in the right spots, those can be really, really good, but they're just so random and rare, and you have no control, really. Like You can't really set up for hypermetabolism, realistically. Um, again, apart from some really hyper-specific spots, like you need to get the lump or someone else does, um, and it's like round 7, and you're, you need to win the combat sort of thing. Other than that, I don't think hybrid disables isn't really going to be use, because again, you're basically only going to get use it once, maybe twice. So you don't even get the benefit of trashing cards on the side, you know. So that's that. That's a problem.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You need to get your swordmaster and play a card that you don't want first, and then play your ring to trash that card, to then take another action that, that is. The
1: only is, thing that is of
2: urgency, right? Which is so—it's so. It's so <laughs>
1: the only thing that could be of interest is maybe to actually at the very start of the game, using miles to like uh, like in the first round or maybe uh, especially in the first round. Like if there's some cards that you're after in the Imperium row, but you're not be first reveal, is deliberately playing your ring second. Trashing like the dagger or whatever card you put the first round down so you can reveal before everyone else does sure, and take yeah. into your actions. That's something you could definitely do in mm-hmm. Miles, but again, yeah, it's really niche. And the thing is, you think about what that first card's gonna be, it's gonna probably be like your dipload. If it's your seek allies, you've got to lose your ring. Do you want to lose your ring immediately? That has decent access, you kinda don't want mm-hmm. to, so it's 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 really tricky. Again, there it's are really niche- good point. there are situations where he can do really good stuff, but they're really, really hard to come by, and then it's still going to come with some costs. So that yeah. that is the problem.
0: So thematically, Miles Teg is kind of like a mixture of Paul Atreides and Gurney Halleck esque kind of characters. Um, and in in the in the books, and he's kind of more of a a weapons master than than this. Like this doesn't really scream thematically Miles Teg from what I've read, and the uh i also want to say that the limited prescience and this is something that i am going to always say i don't like is that looking at the top card of the imperium deck a deck that changes frequently um gets a little bit messy and people will knock things over we think about this in terms of like physical copies of this game even though we're playing this digitally like it's not a not a really great um set of actions to have going on, on your at your table. Like, okay, let me reach over and look at the top card. Okay, I, let me set it back down. And then it's like, oh, you, took, you you got a new card? Okay, let me look at the top card of the deck. Yeah, it's like, that starts to get yeah. a little bit too tedious. And and then you're not playing the game, you're just playing the look at the top of the card game, top of the deck game. And I, I don't like that. Um, And, and we, were, we were talking about this with regard to buffing Paul, Paul Atreides before, right? Like, what if he looked at the top of the, the um, Imperium deck? I mean, this this kind of showed that it didn't really work for me in this form, and I don't think it would work for Paul, but I still think looking at the top card of the um, the conflict deck is an interesting thing to do because it only happens um you know you could look at it at the beginning of the round it, you know it, and then you, you that's it <laughs> uh yeah exactly. um,
1: it, it doesn't you don't have to keep doing it yeah it's not slowing the game down at all which is a good point and again obviously a lot of our plays online so we have a lot of convenience but you do have to think a little bit about like if this was in a physical format yeah like looking at the top of the imperial row every single time would, would mm-hmm. definitely slow the game down
0: and that's actually something i am thinking about because if i wanted to print these leaders off to actually use it uh, you know with my friends at um over the table i I would want them to be kind of, you know, uh, thought through in that that physical way. So I, it's it's a criticism that is it's mild, but I definitely think that's something that we should consider. Okay, does anyone have any other really mediocre leaders they want to talk about before we get to the best of the best?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are there are a few leaders um, that we did get to, which um, I don't know if they're good or bad necessarily, but they do change how the game works very significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, which i think might be a, a decent way to fold on to and what i do want to talk about is uh serena butler here uh okay who brought up plenty of conversation in the game that we did play of her so in theory she's super simple oh, yeah. um yeah uh anti-machine uprising uh start the game uh deploy nine troops from your spine to the conflict so you win the first conflict pretty much pretty much guaranteed <laughs> i don't see how you could possibly lose that basically um and then you got martyrdom uh, which is trashing free garrison troops trashing Specifically uh, for a, a a wild double bump, um, this created a lot of issues in the game we played. This is the one I think I was playing as Fade Ralph for behind Serena here. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of issues that this this created more than I think we we realised at the start. We'll talk about um Shadam shortly, which we knew going in was going to have some fun. Um, but yeah, Serena was really strange. So, uh machine uprising. So at the start of the game every troop in her supply goes into the conflict immediately um now there are some downsides obviously it means you can't get any hold of any specimens in the uh in the Tlaxu track which if you're not playing as immortality you don't care about because it doesn't matter you can't get any negotiators but it's basically not really relevant in the first turn almost ever um the problem is is it means that she's guaranteed the first point which kind of perverts the game a bit because she mm-hmm. insta wins it so if it's a victory point she gets a point for just choosing serena butler which is not great um and it also means that basically what is anyone's doing with all their troops it kind of messes the game a lot the other issue as well um and i raised this at the time is martyrdom with the rise of X expansion is completely busted um and not workable <laughs> um put it yeah. politely um the, there is a reason that getting hold of a wild double bump there are so few of them and it's so hard to get them. Specifically, you've got Shifting Ingencies, which you have to drop an infant somewhere and pay spies, and you have to have the card. You've got um, Grand Vision, the combat, at the end of the game. Uh, you have got uh, Demand Respect, which you have to win a combat and then pay spies for. It's really hard to get it, and the whole the, the reason it's perverted is because, of course, if you have a wild double bump and it is completely unstoppable, no one can start playing your ring, what are you going to do? You're just going to put it down somewhere and take the bump with shipping on the spacing guild and just get access to shipping round one. And no one can stop you. That is yep. just, it, it doesn't work. It completely breaks the game. Um, and it's just, it, it messes with everything way too much if she was in the base game i actually think it wouldn't be that bad because obviously once you start trashing those troops that's pretty bad because again the base game there's a lot of points that are generated via conflict uh because there isn't many to gain elsewhere so conflict becomes pretty you know a lot of effort gets sunk to that pretty late on and that would impact that but yeah unfortunately because instead of shipping exists having uh, martyrdom is just it doesn't work there's that it cannot exist you cannot have anyone have the ability to get a a effectively a free double bump first action when it says shouldn't um yep. and that's that's just the that says and says of it I, I don't there is nothing else to be said that it just doesn't work
0: yeah i 100 percent agree the my, my big problem with this leader besides the fact that it is busted the effect is too strong um is that it funnels you into playing exactly the same way in every game. Yeah. Um, and, and there's no wiggle room. You're going to be winning all of the alliances, or at least three out of four alliances, most likely. I think we saw in that game three out of four alliances were taken by Serena. Um, and the game was ended before we knew what was happening. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a so the, the round six issue, win.
1: Yeah, and the other issue is, of course, the problem you've got is that because she can martyrdom, she can basically martyrdom two factions... Get their alliances of full persuasion almost immediately and the problem is that means no one's ever going to challenge her because yep. you're going to get yep. the friendship but you're never ever going to realistically try and go for the alliance because you're so far behind she can just defend and that means she can just target yeah. the other two alliances it's 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 kind of like why people complain at the baron in rise of Ix and it's like on steroids basically because right. uh, is... you can do
0: it multiple times i mean you can trash those three garrison troops multiple times Yeah, and... as long
1: as you've got three, yeah you can do it four times in theory you'll probably only yeah. do it twice probably but twice is enough secure two alliances yeah. super early um get into shipping access immediately potentially and it's a coin flip yeah. like it's random as well you're not you do nothing for it and you don't care about losing those three garrison troops the first complex they're not doing anything um and yeah. if you get into that access immediately well then you just ship your second action and then the next round you ship again and suddenly those troops are backing a garrison again and it's 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 just no good unfortunately mm-hmm. um I, I i can't defend serena unfortunately
2: yeah can't be defended no i think i think there's some Hey, if you're playing in first position and you get ring and and dune i think it's over <laughs> you just go ring to smuggling and then dune to interstellar and you have six Solari, so you're getting shipping and sword master first i think that's probably the main issue uh, one thing I will say is the idea of trashing troops of actually getting rid of the troops. I actually kind of like that. That's I don't know why I didn't, never thought of that particular it's, it's design space. Idea. I'm sure like, you can do something with it, but yeah, the just
1: taking <laughs> straight out the game is definitely different. Um, um, but uh, it's I don't know. I mean, like in theory, it sounds pretty bad, but like you, I say you can pretty much trash t- trash 3,000 troops twice, and then you just don't get involved in combats because the problem is because you're ahead, you've got two alliances secured it basically then forces everyone else to then dogpile each other into combat because they can't get their points elsewhere. else and you can just sit back on your two alliances um, and pick up points wherever you want basically and you just yep. let everyone else kill each other because they can't really go for your alliance because you just defend it unless they've yeah. got like some crazy triple bump that they have secretly but it's so unlikely they have that and if they have something like shifting alliances well you just go one more bump with the faction and that's it they can never touch it
0: yeah, and, and as um, Holy Boss was just saying, like, getting round one access to Interstellar means you're effectively getting three bumps by round two, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. And the thing is, because yeah. you're
1: getting it immediately, like, no one is going to cut you off for at least what, probably, another couple of rounds unless yeah. the whole rest of the table specifically colludes to let the person to your right yeah. get into the shipping, which you have, have to, right? Which you have to, but that should never be the case. It's just, at mm-hmm. that point, like, you've you've clearly, it's all gone wrong.
0: All right. Who wants to do the next one? Black Shadow, you want to pick the next one?
1: Well, I mean, we've done uh, her, so I think we should probably talk about Shadam the Fourth, and we're on the Sounds theme good. of um, leaders who completely change how the game works. So Shadam is designed specifically to change the whole game. You know, being that he is he's the Emperor, uh, his declining of Emperor ability means that at the start of the game he gains four influence with every single faction. Doesn't start with it. He gains it, so he still gets the bonuses for getting the alliances as well. So he gets the money from shipping. He gets the uh, he gets the water from the Fremen. So at the start of the game, he has access to every single space immediately, which is you know it's pretty good. Uh, But Mm -hmm. the caveat is that every time he would increase influence of a faction, uh, he just reduces it instead. Um, And he also cannot trigger the end game because of course he starts the game at eight victory points effectively um which is you know obviously in theory he could just end the game in two rounds uh potentially depending on how it goes uh, his ring ability is trash free intrigues and get a victory point yeah doesn't matter what they are you just do them now i believe it was cj you played as him didn't you
0: i did yeah um yeah i so i i like the idea of playing with this very highly asymmetric leader that plays completely differently uh, I did win that game, I remember, and I didn't even feel like I deserved to win that game. <laughs> like, um, Basically, what I ended up doing is not hitting any of the factions at all, unless I absolutely needed to um, for like a resource. And I just bought Spice Must Flows and, um, you know, went yeah. for so. Basically, what you're doing is you're playing a completely different game than everybody else. Yeah. Um, you're not going to factions, so there's not as much competition, which is good for everyone else, except then it kind of has the three player problem in, in three player games, you usually get one person with two alliances, sometimes three, and then that's a, that's a problem. There's a big, a bit of a bit of an imbalance there. Um, and then you're just cluttering up the rest of the board. With your your guys uh, like Dune and the cities Karthag, and, um, and Karthag. yeah, you're just hammering Carthage as much as possible. You're um, shipping as much as possible. Which you can do I immediately. Which you can do it immediately. Round one shipping is a broken yeah. thing. It should well, not exist. Yeah, it should be yeah. noted.
1: Yeah, we had we, Shadam can get Swordmaster round one,
0: and he can get Swordmaster round one. It
1: is unstoppable yep. unless he doesn't draw access. He He gets the free Solari from the spacing uh, friendship. So you just ship, you take five Solari, you get Swordmaster. And you get your Swordmaster, and Mm -hmm. you're going to go. Immediate Swordmaster. And it's just such a ridiculous action coming in here. The other thing, as well, like the decline in the impact of that in theory, every time you would increase the influence of a faction, you'd reduce it, which obviously sounds really bad. And the idea is to kind of, it kind of, also with Ix, kind of keeps you away from going for the second, uh, going for the tier two shipping. But tier one shipping is good enough, and you're also denying it. But the problem is, is obviously, even if you don't hit any factions or if someone's taking alliance, they still have to do an extra bump as well. And people forgot about mm. that as well. Like if I want to take your space, see, honest, I have to go to five bumps, not four to get that second point. So um, while it's denying you the point, it's taking even more effort into a faction which don't really want to get involved in. But we have no choice. So, yeah, yeah. it's... Um... We had heard from a few people that thought that Shadam was pretty strong, um, and of course, what you did, you just sat on your endgame intrigues, and just no one could touch you.
0: No one could touch me. No I think one. I had like three points. At, yeah, in and I, think hand I knew, and game. I
1: think I think I won the combat, and it was like, oh, I was gonna like, I, I had the choice to end the game, but knowing you had several victory points in hand, but there was like, it was just like you were so far ahead, it was like, what's even, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty sad situation because we knew you had like, uh, like, I think it was. Uh, call in the market i think it was it was yeah corner of the market it was obviously had call of the market but it's just like you're you're like four or five points ahead of us basically like what what can we ever do so you know it was um it wasn't a very fun experience to be on the the side of that and i it didn't seem like a particularly fun experience for you either because you're not engaged it was very you're not doing autopiloty yeah you're just doing the same things no one can stop you because you have immediate access to everywhere you get immediate sword master which means you're going last into every single combat which means people have got to commit more because they don't know if you're going to get involved it's just there's, there's a whole it's just a snowball effect really um and mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of brutal and yeah hopefully if Shadam just decides he's just gonna sit on his laurels and just buy sponsors flows and find like an end game victory point somewhere I mean there's not really a lot you can do about it um you know so in that effect it's not good but yeah it's just the interactivity as well um just it didn't work and of course, the other issue as well is, all right, you can't trick the end game, but if you got Emperor yeah. Shaddam sitting there with like 12 or 13 points, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can't trick the end game, but he's going to win. You're still going to
0: win. Yeah. Right,
1: so it, So then you've got the issue where you've got other players are getting are playing the game basically knowing, and it's in front of them, that they can't win. Because you just it, it's so impossible for them to get there that like, the maps doesn't make sense. So what do they do? Do they end the game knowing that they can't win or do they deliberately stop taking points to try and get a bundle of them late? Like, it's, it's just a horrible situation it, it uh, as,
0: yeah i also want to point out is if if a point combat comes up he starts with two extra troops as well so he has five troops yep, in gear of the Emperor. so you could if you needed to hit Carthag. if you somehow hit uh sleeper must awaken and then just throw all your troops into combat one for a point you could win the game round two it's oh, really like, stupid well,
1: well you can't trigger the end game but we know what you mean
0: <laughs> i mean yeah I mean, you could you could get to 10 points round two what are what are people going to do i mean it's, it's yeah i don't know I, you can't trigger the end game i mean the idea of not being able to end the game is cool but it also makes the game drag out a little bit longer as a foregone conclusion so yeah which is never that. a
1: good place it's the last you do not want people in situations where they're just playing a game out for the sake of it it's it's the worst feeling um and it's something that should be avoided at absolute costs um and unfortunately no. that wasn't what we saw at all yeah
0: now holy boss i know you played in the conley where i did a similar kind of thing where everyone started with four points all of the friendships um but didn't get yeah. uh there just weren't any points there you just started with extra points and then you couldn't um uh there were only alliances to take and so it was a very similar effect where uh, everyone was trying to scrap for alliances. Um, but that, that just, it was a different kind of effect, right? Everyone could do their own thing and, um, the game, they could still play the game. They weren't playing around some sort of, um, I don't know, weird end game effect. Uh, I don't know. How did you feel about that versus this card? To be honest,
2: that was a long time ago. i trying to remember, trying to remember
0: <laughs> that game. It's okay. I remember
2: that it was, I mean, it was equals, right? So there's, if you do something crazy, if you're doing it crazy for everyone, then it's not really essentially an issue, right? It just makes you, exactly. just makes you adapt. But I mean, this, I won't say too much that you guys haven't said. Um, I respect the attempt for like extreme asymmetry here. I totally love the, the go at it, but I think it's, he, he went for it for sure. It's a tough, uh, <laughs> tough thing to pull off. And, and the
1: problem is as well, it's the value of any point that no one can take away from you is just so huge. So I like I say, he's just got to get expelled courtiers probably a couple of times, and he's probably won the game. And plus, buying a couple yeah. of spice flows like that's just four hard points that no one can take away from him. Like, that's yeah. it's 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 yeah, it's really brilliant. And again, a couple of the fact that he's got sword, master, he can get sword master immediately virtually every single game. Um, he gets shipping access immediately, uh, immediately, immediately. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably the, the irony is he's probably his best counter is Serena, because obviously they're both just completely crazy. <laughs> but that yeah. that's not really a good situation to say. So, you know, I, I get the idea. I like the you know, of having someone who's got like a huge advantage, but in theory gets weaker as the game goes on. But the problem is he just doesn't really get weaker or if he does get weaker, the, the offset is um, basically irrelevant.
0: All right, holy boss. What do you think is the next best leader? the the top of the top of the best that okay. You we're to going talk about? to
2: the top of the top now.
0: Yeah. Well, Shadam and Serena are kind of, you know, they're a pretty special pretty cases. good. A special case. <laughs> busted. Keep, you know, okay. The K,
1: which is why I want to bring them up.
2: Let's see the strongest ones that I've noticed. Uh, this is a good. This is a good one because it's almost unassuming. Uh, I think Vorian Atreides is is busted. Probably one of the more unassuming. Right, and it's kind of in three pieces. So, starting with seven cards in your hand is is crazy, like I think crazy crazier than most people might think. Because A, obviously, you're, you have a good chance to get a crazy card turn one, but not just that, you're guaranteed to cycle two cards back into your hand for round two. So not only yeah. you're gonna get a crazy card round one, you have a pretty good likelihood to. Well, a, you're cycling your deck no matter what, but you have a pretty good likelihood that you're actually gonna pull it into your hand turn two, and that's that's crazy. Um, yeah. If if I just off the bat. Or we're talking about rebalancing. I'd probably turn that to six, and the two extra two extra troops and garrison seems kind of small, maybe. But that's that's even. I mean, there's a pretty common case where around usually around like three or around four garrisons are are pretty emptied because people went after the first two combats, maybe the first three, usually the first two. And just those two just those two troops oftentimes are going to mean you just go to a city space and throw three in and grab a grab a free or a relatively free combat. So that's I think that's big as well. And then you talk about the um his ring, which it costs it costs a decent amount. I think it's spice in a and a discard is definitely not nothing. But then getting getting your third action is I mean yeah, we talk talk a lot about action compression or just number of actions. Just getting yourself an extra action probably what four
0: times maybe on average? Yeah. Again? I mean it gets you like extra ahead. eight eight extra actions and seven extra actions. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, there, are, there uh, I, are a fair
1: uh, amount of um, there's a fair amount of combat space in the game. Not a ton, um, but there's a fair amount.
2: Yeah, what is there? One, two, three, all the cities, like the
1: mining. Uh, your two, your two fremen and the highlander I guess. I think it definitely yeah, makes so him ten. able. To, he can he's able to like really heavily chase after the fremen because obviously you can put an agent down and then take it back from say like steel suits. And then Hardy Warrior or something like that. But obviously his idea is like he's meant to like obviously get the last say in combat, which makes him pretty dangerous. And yeah, being able to recall agent Very. is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the issue, the only issue is obviously having to discard a card. So you're basically having to, in a sense, almost pay two cards to recall the agent. Obviously you're ring when you're doing something. You have to discard something. So you've got to be a bit careful. It means it's it's kind of hard for him to buy, buy Spiceman's Flows. I don't think he's overly sure. I think he's fine enough. Like there are times where survivor can get kind of ridiculous. Um, but I I don't personally feel he's like overly overly crazy.
2: Just as to clarify, I think, think cards in hand part is is the most egregious. I think it's even more egregious than than the home
1: cards in his hand at yeah. at the start of the game is very great. I mean it's only the first time. Um, but yeah, but you
2: can't strong. you think we're on top of it as well. You you almost can't have a bad hand. I'm trying to think. Yeah. The yeah. likelihood of you not having diplos or not having yellows, which I think are the most important parts. He's gonna have he's gonna have like to see, zero like,
1: wherever he is on the board, like he's um, I mean fun if it's not too far from I said at the time it wasn't far from like one of the suggestions CJ had for fourth place, you know, just give let him draw a sixth card. Um yeah. to sort of that sort of thing. But it is definitely over there. Like it's it's pretty good. It means if there's like a, a five, six or even a seven value card on the round on the uh on the row, you can target that. Also Survivor, if you can combine that with a couple of cards of unload effects,
0: that's mm-hmm. crazy.
1: I mean that's yeah. the strength of of um, of Warrior Traits. If you can pick up like um In the Shadows or Boundless um, or, 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 or any like any card, peddler, any of or them, or water, water peddler, yeah, especially Water Peddler, you can just basically hit Hardy Warriors infinitely. Um yeah, that's the strength of him. Like being able to have having a ring with a discard ability is innately really powerful because it lets these decent cards suddenly they get even stronger and it's just the action compression is nuts and it yeah, is notable I, a lot of the, the things we're going to say later on like you know it's why there's there's a tech that lets you discard a card just to draw a card because obviously you compare it with unloading stuff can, can i can i step in here for just a second yeah, yeah, i i just
0: want mm-hmm. to clarify because i don't think we we fully explained what the ring does oh, i right. think we said it gives an extra action but what it actually does is you pay um, a spice and discard a card to recall one of your agents from a combat space. So slightly different than just getting an extra action. It does do that, um, and you did mention the combat space, but I just wanted to clarify for it. Yeah, listeners out there. and
1: even if you would like, not just taking the agent off, of, like Carfag, I mean, it's it's not a big downside. And of course, if you've got another action, just go to, do it again. Oh, just go to Carfag yeah, again. You know, right um, you know, go to, go to arakina or something, and you know, just cycle through your deck. There's a lot of cool things, you know uh maybe hit a second mining spot to pick up some spare spice that someone else can click there's, there's a lot of cool things you can do and that's why i mentioned i think that paired with the fremen specifically is ultra dangerous if you pick up a couple of fremen cards you know like um especially if immortality, yes. you, can, you can get hold of contamination i mean that's pretty absurd yeah. um yeah and that's that is potentially hugely strong you just keep hitting these factions and then he can obviously go to like uh let's get the selective a lot more often as well not selective uh, research stations stuff like that there's a lot of potential for him to roll really well but I, um you know and the seven card start is definitely really strong but i don't think he's quite on the level as some of the other leaders that we encountered. but there's, there's a lot of potential there he, he's very unassuming like it doesn't look a lot on the card but once you start getting into the meat of what he could do uh, there is a lot of, a lot of cool stuff
0: i, I think his ring is abusable um so i think that is something that should probably be looked at uh i also agree with i agree with you uh, holy boss that seven cards is one too many i think if you start with six cards that's still unique enough and mm-hmm. maybe just one extra troop four troops an extra card Pfft, that's good enough man that's a lot um then we can work on uh fixing that ring a little bit like i don't know like it's it's a cool effect but and it is—it's a couple turns. It's like three times you'll probably do it, right? It's like—it's not that bad. When
1: it high rolls, it's—it's it's completely absurd. I mean, yeah, you know, and
0: he's going to get it again because of the seven extra cards. I mean, that's so if you cur—if you curb that, sorry, if you curb that a little bit. Um, I think it's more reasonable. But that this is—I think yeah, he's close for me. I think he's a good—he's a cool leader. It's a cool effect. Uh, I'd like to see it like tweaked back a little bit just to bring it in line with some of the other um more moderate leaders all right um so we've talked about one two three four five six seven leaders that's pretty good um let's move on to duke mutelli so sorry doesn't that we wanted to do i want to do duke mutelli um not because he's busted but simply because i think he has um a couple things we've been talking about together Mm. as uh interesting effects cool effects um and he shares some of the the downsides of some of the other cards we've been talking about. So I'm um, taking a little, little uh, detour here from the busted of the busted cards uh, for Duke Mutelli. So this guy, uh, his house Mutelli, he's a pampered co- consumer. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, his effect is anytime you visit a desert board space or a triangle board space, you may discard a card to draw a card before doing any other actions. And then his ring effect is Envied Riches, which is Pay to Spice, Acquire a card that costs 5 or less to the top of your deck. Now, he has the same effect uh, that the... Um, what is it? Uh, there's a, there's an Intrigue card that does the exact yeah, same the, thing.
1: Um, <sighs> Bypass Protocol. Bypass. Bypass Protocol,
0: yeah. which is the same thing, but it's only one of the parts of the card. The bottom part. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is is an interesting effect um and this relates to that fade ralpha discussion where his his ring effect is just another card printed effect that we have from the from the game so this one's very similar in that it's copying an effect elsewhere but it also had it could have been an effect that is super busted and not because he puts cards on the top of the deck but the discarding and drawing before doing any other actions it had to be before doing any other actions I think. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you can do crazy stuff uh with this effect. I mean it's not like
1: <laughs> that you can't do crazy stuff even do about it, but yeah, it could potentially do it'd be even more absurd, yeah.
2: He actually he actually changed it. He didn't he didn't he didn't have that uh, specification before and then people were just buying cards and, and cycling them into their hands immediately.
0: Which I again, that's that's the, the power of him is like let's immediately buy a card. Oh, I went to a desert space. Well I'll just draw that card. Yep. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's he was too good when that was the case. I think he. Yeah, it back a little bit. But... Ex- exactly, and that's kind of what I was getting at is that I think that that effect, if that if that wording wasn't there, this would be a broken leader. But he's not. He's he's in the middle of the road. I think maybe lower end of the middle of the road. Um, and I like this choice of the tuning before doing any other actions. It makes it feel like this has been play tested. And, and tried and that that is to make sure things don't happen that shouldn't happen <laughs> um on the other hand I still think that having a ring effect that puts cards on top of your deck is cool maybe a little bit powerful too powerful sometimes um, but still you can set it up and it can be really good uh, his cost of two spice is very high it's it's very high it, even if the intrigue gets very high um, you don't see it that often um and i as a repeatable effect i don't know if there's enough spice for this leader to do the thing he wants to do enough and i think he kind of gets choked uh, on resources a little bit too much um so i don't know what would you guys think about i mean Nutelli?
1: i think the idea is that basically it's trying to encourage people to do shipping with him which is obviously what you want to do with him there's no reason not to ship with him a lot um and take the spice balls than the cash um, I think mm-hmm. it's the idea. My only thing is, obviously, it's a five cost, though, but you have to obviously bear in mind, especially the, the expansions now, that um, the level of power of some of these five strength cards, mm-hmm. there's a reason yeah. why people will build up five Persuasion and then hit the Atomics and just roll and roll some dice because, like, there are some five costas, even some four costas, which are just completely crazy. I mean, you know, Duke Vitale in theory, could, like, pinch, uh, could go to like, Arakeen, in theory. Um, you know, and like get hold of Web of Power and just draw it into his hand immediately. Um, and just have like mm-hmm. a passive pump steel alliance. Like, there, there is, again, a lot of chance. And again, it's, it's it's pretty good. But yeah, uh, being able to, again, discard and draw. I mean, even so, like, it's just good for de- deck cycling. I mean, you just go shipping, you just play experimentation, you discard a dagger, and you just draw another card. You just see your cards again. You're know, just, just passive, passive deck cycling. It's, it's really strong. So, uh, my only issue with is I. Like, it's it's nice, but it doesn't... I mean, it's kind of tricky. It doesn't feel particularly inspired, although I would argue mm-hmm. that I guess there's only so many things that you can do <laughs> in this game before you just start running out of ideas. But you do see some of the... Uh, That's fair. Some of the sort of weirder and lesser-seen effects kind of getting incorporated into leaders. I think I, I'm okay with that. There's only so many different things you can do. I mean, to be fair, in a situation... I mean, you look at some of the, uh, uh, the leaders... Um, like like in the French and like they have so much tech it's like someone's re- trying to rewrite the bible and the problem is, is once you've got that much text and the comp- the the mechanics are that complicated you can't lose the point the idea of these is to be fairly short fairly sharp which I think is probably worth it so while it's not the most exciting ability like there is a, an inherent efficiency to it it's pretty decent you know picking up some strong cards and then passively trying to see them sooner um, it is definitely fine um, and I, I guess I prefer it to some of these these odd ones, which are kind of ridiculous, and have, like <laughs> you feel like you've got to sit there for ten minutes reading the the ability for you. At least you know what she's doing. So, but he's fine. He's not exciting, really. There are definitely much more mm-hmm. exciting and and, and uh, dynamic leaders out on the uh, the boards that can be played with, and he, he isn't <clears> one of those. But I guess that's fine. Not everyone gets to be interesting.
0: That's true. Um And as a, I, I don't know the lore behind Mutelli. Actually, he's one of the same thing with Vorian. I, I, I mean, maybe I read about him. I don't remember <laughs> uh, or Mutelli. Um, so I don't have much doubt about that. But I'd say like there's a couple things regarding when uh, for for designers of these leaders is that uh, you have to make sure that you get your templating close to right or the words you're using close to right. So actions before doing any other actions in this game, you take two acts two different types of actions. Mm-hmm. You take a reveal turn. When uh, you play an agent, or you take a um, an agent turn or a reveal turn, um, an action isn't really a term used in this game. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: that's true. You've got to be very specific language, it, otherwise yeah. you create loopholes, um, and then stuff starts getting abused pretty heavily. Um, which right, is, right. Uh, you know, it's not something like it's not people doing it like I have a mass or spike, but if you do leave these holes around, like, uh, people will especially with us, we, in this, we play so many games, you have some of these completely crazy niche cases of where language doesn't quite, and technically allows something, but it's, you know these things will come up, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a tough business, um, getting to the minutiae of it, and it's something that I think only experience and time teaches you, I guess um, Right,
0: uh, it, should, it should just be effects, like the, the term yeah. that the the rulebook uses as effects. Like all of those are, are rewards. They're effects that you can do in an or, any order you want. Um, as it's, it's yeah, it's it's easy to fix those things. And then same thing with fade, fade route that has a kind of templating thing. It's like when you you may do a thing that's already a may effect, so it's kind of redundant. Um, if you gain any points on your turn, you may do the thing you know you know what i mean it's it's like that's already a may effect the arrow <laughs> yeah exactly.
1: so we, we have an arrow yeah exactly yeah so
0: yeah, so, yeah it's a little redundant Anyways. anyway all right moving on oh re- real uh,
2: quick let me get it let me get a piece of this <laughs> okay go ahead i'm, I'm shocked said. you guys don't think this is this is average or better than average i think this i, like I think these... it's better i i crazy he's average he's bad average I just but you think he's crazy <laughs> oh I think he's crazy for sure you I've, like, he's, he the he deck builders the, the the folk devs and the drezos of the world are probably rolling over in their grave you you <laughs> grab cards so, and then you see them probably twice as much as you normally would yeah. right any any imperium row with a crazy card on it like you're just you're gonna see it literally at least twice more than most would unless you like, the,
1: the, the, the general just cycling of it to any triangle space like that's really strong like I don't yeah, it's it's not. but it's only yeah. strong as strong as 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 you make use of it that's the only thing you know again there's a reason that there's a tech that is literally you pay free spies, yeah, you know, and then it's a tech that yeah. you start to draw, you know. And, and like, there's
2: a tech that says put cards on top of your deck too, right? You get both of them. Exactly. So you basically. <laughs> and then you get good. to snatch the cards, literally—not just snatch them, but you get to throw them on top of your deck and, and likely yeah, draw them that exactly. same you're turn as well.
1: he's as well. Like it's like it, it, it's a, he's a lot more stronger than the sum of the parts. Like don't get me wrong, like I I know he's pretty good, but um, it doesn't mean he's particularly. Like I, would, I don't think I'd go into a game and like, "Oh, I'm going to be able to play Dupletelli." Like it's not to me; it's not very exciting. But uh, he's pretty good at what he does.
0: Yeah. Okay. If he, if he had a little bit more flash, maybe with the pampered customer effect, I could see him being. You know, some one of these effects should be a little bit pushed. I think it's not. I think he's just very middle of the road to me. Yeah, but. Cool. And in fact, didn't Drezo come in and play one of the? Uh, one of the rounds with us, he played Mutelli. It wasn't he, he trying to show us that he was really good? It ended up not being very good. So I don't know. <laughs> well,
2: if you do not great cards to, to snatch, then yeah, of course. Exactly there, there right. No, some, no, I think there are some variants, of
0: course. But I think I think he did. He think he had some pretty good cards, and I think it just didn't work out. Like he he got blocked on a lot of spice, and um, yeah, it doesn't That's do that much. Is, it's, it's, the good.
1: thing is, if you if he's in the game and there's good cards out, like even if you can't stop him taking the cards, you stop him getting the spice in the first place, and you know, and again, because of the power of experimentation, it's like if it was Rise of X, it'd be a different story because people do not want to go to the spy spaces because Dune Desert Planet is a bad card. Um, mm-hmm. you know, which is mm-hmm. why it builds up. So Duke Me can take far more manager, but because of uh Immortality, which is playing yeah. as. experimentation is a really decent card. People hit the spy spots way more than they used to, so um, you know, it's it's a lot harder for him to get hold of that spice. It's not gonna build up, it's not gonna let him Ring up, and if the timing just doesn't quite work out, like it could get pretty tricky. So, you know, yeah. and obviously as well, the thing is, obviously he can get hold of these big cards, but he still take it still takes time to get these big cards on and get the most value out of them, um, and that can be pushed. People can like push to end the game really quickly, just go hard on spiceless flows and just try and outpace you. Like we, we see it with other things. So, um, yeah, I say, it's it's good, but it's I don't know, it's it's a bit tricky. Anyways,
0: right. Holy boss, you want to do the next one?
2: Um, look at uh Princess Irulin, which I think she's she's interesting. I think she was the first one that I ever ever tried a long time ago when they when they yeah. created her. It's interesting, so um I'm curious yeah, I'm curious what you guys think. um so historian historian accounts at the end of a level one or level two conflict where you did not win, place the conflict card in your hand in the following round you may discard it to discount the cost of a space by the resources showing on the third place reward and if not you discard it so most of the time you're limping early game um and then you get to snatch them for it's usually either one one spice or two solari right <clears throat> it was really good this is a free event or it might get you over the threshold to get like an early selective reading um and i also i mean i don't know how you feel about this cj but i don't know how else you could you could make a ability that captures some sort of historian or capturing the past type flavor, right? Other than like keeping track of a, of a, a past combat, which I thought I thought I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, no, I think it is cool. And then you have the usurp uh, ring, where basically you pay one um, solar to use the Asian box of, of any card in the Imperium row, which I think is crazy good. I think usurp is undervalued just because it's over cost. Um, The effect itself, I think, is actually crazy good. If you go through just random five cards over and over, you're going to usually find at least least one that's solid, and sometimes you find some broken ones. I mean, Gurney comes to mind, Jessica
1: power plays stuff like that anything like that power plays,
2: yeah it means you the traffic ring but yeah
1: Irulan, of course but yeah it's, um, it's a bit similar idea but yeah for you so so Irulan was a strange i think lanny played um your alarm in yeah the game he did. i remember saying I, so, I remember commenting about Irulan. i when i saw you when i was going for the leaders and i saw your i knew she was going to be like at least really strong if not kind of busted um but it's difficult though because I think the things she does are actually really cool. What um, mm-hmm. royalty! I think um, I, I, people's mileage will vary significantly about um, mimic style abilities, whether it's the whether it's the Imperium row, whether it's Psytail, I think it was who can mimic other leaders' rings, sort of thing. I personally think that in most games there is a place for that sort of leader. Um, you know, again, I talk about like uh, Twilight Imperium Four, and you've got the uh, like the um, the I never remember their name, but there's a race of that. There's loads of games where there's something which has a mimicability of or something else. I mean we've got it in this game already. We've gold obviously who mimics the Eurasian box. Um and right. I think quite royalty it's cool because I think it encourages diversity and it encourages players like kind of keeping around the row and kind of being able to think outside the box and develop uh unusual paths and getting hold of things they wouldn't expect. But I will say like for one Solari, way too cheap there it's it's completely ridiculous it's got to be i think at least two maybe even three solari uh potentially maybe freeze a bit much but one Solari is, is way too cheap but i think using the uh the action of the row of a card in a row i think is cool i also don't think it's that abusable in that i think when in the game it was voice well you could potentially get that you know you could um, use the same card two or three times in the row but i think if a card has got that much value in the row I think someone's either going to buy it, or with immortality they're going to atomics it. Um, I think it's the thing. Um, so mm. I, 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 think you know if it's like a firm grip, for example, like someone's going to buy that. I mean, most of the decent, there are not many cards which have a really decent agent action box which someone's not going to buy. Very which quickly. aren't great. Yeah. There's
0: well, a, apart from some
1: the really
0: though. expensive ones. Um... So yes, but it did happen in our game but it
1: did <laughs> happen in the game which shows which the inside of it let's say Your royalty is is definitely it's too cheap there's no question about it historians account is the other interesting one I think historians account is a really cool idea but it is probably too strong because it's just basically it's passive resource generation for virtually no cost Yep. Um And there's a reason that, like, there are very few leaders. I mean, the only leader that technically can kind of make passive generation
0: is a laser Elisa. is a laser.
1: Yeah. And she has mm-hmm. the quote downside unquote that she's at least got to put the card down prior and use it. Um. And if you can't use it, you get nothing um but yeah you just mm-hmm. go in you just limp a troop somewhere there's a million places you can do that and you just get the the resource for free and that just rockets up really quickly um but the problem with it is i think it's a cool idea but it's too strong but i have no earthly idea how you could make this weak without it not doing what it does so you're kind of forced to go down some sort of rework i think Ultimately, yeah. uh, which i think is where it is like i like the idea of historian accounts um but unfortunately i think it's it is just too strong um it allows you to jump too many cues, um and especially like mentats and be getting a sword master before you should do or you know that just that one spice like that could be the difference between a highliner and not a highliner stuff like that like round like the end of the turn six conflict sort of thing um yeah yeah so yeah oh, man. It, it, it's tricky like i like her i think i like the ability she has but they are probably I, I, from what we saw they were too strong um holy Robert, you could at least make more expensive um but then it's like what do you do do you like make it that she can only use like she maybe she has a token so, um so like if she uses a card on the imperium row she puts the token down, which prevent means if she she has to use a different card next time she plays a ring. So you can't just spam the same ability. It's something that I don't think is too. I'm trying to think of things that you could do again, like in real life, which don't make it too complicated. I think something like that would not be too. Just just a token. You say right. I'm going to play on. I'm going to use this card's ability. You put the token down the row, and that means the next time you use a ring, if your token's still on that card, you can't touch it. You have to do something else. I think that might be a, not a bad balance.
2: It's so quite, it's hard to put that in text though, right?
1: That's, it's mean, extre- it's extremely
0: that's problem, hard to put this yeah. in text. But that's the best yeah, thing so, to think of. So it's, it's kind of so, so what I would say is first of all, I think that the ring effect is way too way too good. Yeah. Um it it's with atomics, it's even better. Because you can fish for an effect you want, and then it becomes like what if you graft uh gola. To your ring, yeah. It
1: does encourage just fishing, and sometimes you just get lucky. Like sometimes someone like just just buys a card, like reveals earlier than he was expecting, and just peels a card off for you. Uh, it definitely encourages going mental a lot with with ear alarm. So, you know, so if if it's a rubbish row. Pay Mentat, make sure you're last to act and keep your ring in hand so someone peels off some good cards for you. It definitely encourages that. There's no question about it. It's, it's strong. Like it's it is way too strong as it is. I'm not gonna debate that it isn't. But I just think I, I just think the ability to use the agent actions of the Imperial, I think is I like that too much to want to get rid of it. So you have to find a way to make it more expensive. I don't know. I not maybe make it a spice, perhaps? Maybe that's a better uh, way of doing it um, maybe you know maybe make it like yeah. a, a spice and a discard or something you know there, there are ways of doing it. I, I just I wouldn't want to lose that I think it's cool uh, but trying to find the right sort of price is kind is a tricky tricky task but I think it should be preserved if possible.
0: Maybe you maybe you trash an intrigue and pay something um, like the idea of being haughty royalty is you're being very pu- being very public. Um, you're getting rid of intrigue (laughs) you're getting rid of that sort of secrecy I guess Uh, I don't know Uh, just thematically weird but historian accounts is one of the coolest thematic effects I think besides maybe um, you know Shaddam's I think is thematically cool Uh, Irulan's is awesome in terms of it's what it's trying to tell the story it's trying to tell and I think that that is really cool yeah Um, I think it's the implementation of the card, the use of the card is uh, as a discount is kind of a problem for me. Um, my initial thoughts are to use the ring to trigger the card effects. Um, something like that. But, like, I'm not sure how that would work. I guess mm-hmm. you, you collect these things and then you can um, discard them with your ring to gain an effect. Um, you can discard two of them to gain the second place effect or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure how that would work, but the, based on the design of the original leaders, if you look at all the original leaders, they kind of have like a couple things going for them. Either they have a one-time effect and a very like, you know, a one-time strong effect or something like that. And then a kind of, you know, good media, middle of the road kind of effect, um, or they have something that, is very powerful that happens only a couple times. Um, so like final delivery for Unimortani, very strong, costs a lot and gets you a bump, which is I think why it costs so much, right? The, the troop and the and the spice is irrelevant to this situation. but her smuggling operation feeds into the ring. All right. Um, Memnon kind of the same kind of thing if you had to change the spice into Solari, um, Ariana, more or less the same kind of thing, right? Her ring feeds into her spice addict effect. Like, that, that's kind of where we're going here. And, like, I like that idea as long as they're not, like, um, on rails. So this is too disconnected for me, um, where the ring effect is just very, very good and the historian's account is just very, very good and they don't really speak to each other in any way. Um, that's my problem with it. I like the idea um i'm not sure how to marry those two ideas together yet
1: yeah i I think in theory historians accounts could be used to pay for haughty royalty but i don't think in practice you're really ever going to do that because it's only one Solari. again if it was like two salari or one spice maybe a bit of a different story you might see that more using historian to pay for royalty perhaps Mm. but um but yeah the problem is royalty is just so cheap for what it does it kind of like nothing else really matters at that point and it will just kind of starts to break so um, yeah, it's 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 tricky, but uh, but no, she was very very effective for sure. I think going in, I knew she'd be really strong, um, and that's exactly what she proved to be.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. One thing, I, one thing I will say, and then we haven't maybe touched on this a little bit, is if you're playing these leaders, you're you're playing to have fun, right? And I think this is one of yeah. literally one of the funnest leaders yeah, to play. There's 100%. so many routes to like would not say abuse, but there's just there's way more variables that you get to play with here that are just it's just fun.
1: <laughs> so dynamic. There's so yeah. many different things that you could look to do. Probably too many things in a way because of the, the power that's offered. Um, but that's the thing. I don't want to compromise. It's. I think some of these some of them like just offer you unique routes, um, and are just really fun to explore. Um, and it just happens with Eirilant. Those u- new routes are also really strong as well. <laughs> Um, yeah. As a bonus, but, uh, but yeah, no, she's she's definitely to play as. She's really entertaining, a lot of joy, um, just feels really good. But yeah, she's it's just too strong at the moment.
0: If maybe Hottie Royalty used the um, conflict cards you got, so you had the choice between using them to discount a space, which I think is still good, or to do some other effect, which kind of like change the way your attention is is focused on this leader because you kind of like do the one thing early other thing late game, you know, it mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, that might work. Or um, I don't know. The, the, I think there's a way to do it. And I'd like to brainstorm about this this leader a little bit, but at another time. I think there's just too many other things we gotta get to today. But um yeah, again I think this is thematically one of the most interesting passive effects and that have been created and a lot of kudos to the designer for that. Yeah. So all right. Um, let's move on. I'm gonna choose next one. I'm gonna choose Esmar Tuik here. Uh, I think this is actually a very, very strong leader. Um, maybe not broken, because I think we have. We were talking about these leaders being having like either very strong, both both effects being very strong, or both effects being kind of weak. Um, so Esmar Tuik has Underworld Connections as passive. Your agents do not block enemy agents. And then his ring is called Den of Thieves. Whenever you gain Spice, Solari, or Water this turn, increase the amount gained by two. Um, (laughs) So I think this is like almost the opposite side of things where things have been pushed too far in one direction and then pushed too far in the other direction. (laughs) Yeah, this
1: is 100%. We talk about balancing a lot. It's a word that comes up a lot in in the games you play about. Is this balance? Is that balance? There are some leaders and things where it's like what it does is like okay but it's overly strong. And even some leaders that like they'll have like a, a decent uh, buff, you know obviously Yuna for example where like she can gain extra Solari but she loses the water to begin with that sort of thing. Right. esmar Tuek is somewhere where his Den of ability is absolutely ridiculous. But his underworld connections is utterly ridiculous in the other way, and it's like it feels like it's both extremes have been smashed against each other to try and make them meet in the middle somewhere is the impression I get.
0: Yeah.
1: Um when I we we have the game we played Esmar, because um also the thing with underworld specifically is that it does change the game a bit for a lot of people, and specifically whoever's obviously on Esmar two X left who in that game was me. Mm. (laughs) Um and um and the thing is is that the problem is, is with it with being like this, Elders don't, don't block Aid in the agents. Obviously, that's good for everyone, and I kind of like the idea of having leaders that actually have like a like a debuff in there. Because again, uh, Yuna is basically the only one that has that. A, a laser technically kind of does, I guess. But not yeah, really, I'd certainly. say so. You know, and I've got no issues with having leaders that have like you know, it's it's a passive, but it's actually a negative passive. I think that's cool. Um, but the problem is with Underworld is that it affects the person on your left way more. Disproportionately. Yeah, yeah, completely disproportionately, right, because of course the problem is that um, if you decide to ship, which you're going to do, well, guess what? The person on your left is also going to ship, <laughs> and there's there's nothing that can be stopped there, um, and uh, it's only just shipping as well, like in that early game, because I was playing as um, uh, whoever it was, um, and like I, it was a good two or three times in that game where I was fairly sure you were going to do a specific type of move, but of course... I didn't care because I've yeah. impl- I have, I have, I have automatic infiltration on you. Um, and I didn't even ship that game. Like I knew the thing I was meant to do, because you went shipping early, was for me to just get ton- go shipping immediately as well and just jam it too. But I didn't even bother, really. Um, because It just seemed so obvious. But yeah, having a bit like this, it affects disproportionately between the leaders. I mean, that's... It's probably not the right way to go about it obviously you're always going to affect the person on your left more than the person on your right but this is a complete extreme of it
0: yeah, um yeah.
1: you know and especially if if you're playing with, with rise of X and how instant shipping works um this is like a this is basically like a, a semi passive extra for them um on the side with whoever they've got um and that's kind of ridiculous really
0: yeah agreed yeah this so i will always advocate for um more not less interaction um in terms of design i think that games and uh, specifically this game benefit from uh, more interaction not every game has to be interactive you know but this is a game where we interact with other players um naturally we are blocking spaces which is part of the strategy of the game which space do you block for your opponents um this leader takes away that agency. I mean, your agents have no agency. They just go someplace you're still blocked, which sucks, but the person to your left is not. And so you're like, well, I can't affect them. So you're just having a little bit less fun in a way. And so I I think that that's just too harsh. It's a too harsh of an effect. And it's very Um, important,
1: I think, especially at higher level play, of like if you're in a strong position the person on the left kind of has to take a more active a person on your right needs to make a more active role of policing you because they are the people that can block you the most effectively and when they don't do that or are unable to do that that's how these runaway leaders get like even stronger and just completely crush a game um you know if people get in front they have to be stopped well um unfortunately ezra Tuek is not stopping anyone from doing anything. Uh, yeah. So he is basically if someone just runs away with the game, it can do nothing about it. Basically, like what? What's he going to do? How's he going to stop them? He can't even go highliner and try and win a combat because you don't even block highliner like in the tiers, yeah. late tiers. And and that is something that you noticed as well, didn't you? And that was a real yeah. Problem. It was
0: it was a bit of a bummer. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. The the other side of the coin here is that the den of thieves effect is essentially Yuna's passive on a ring. But it's one more, <laughs> and it's for everything. <laughs> it should, I mean, so it should, it should not be a
1: like going to siege Tiber with with that rain Yeah, is for, for, for free water. Free, free water, yeah. is, especially in the immortality, is completely freaking absurd. But
0: it's insane. Yeah, and it was insane. The game I played. I don't know if I won that game with Esmar. I think I was. You, no, I think well, I did.
1: You, you nearly did. I was playing. as oh, I was a very ring, and I should have won it like in six rounds. And I had the mother of all stallouts.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Now that was a good game. Um, oh, I just. Uh, yeah so he also has a pass a, a path to sword master round two which i think is fine but shipping like in the second space for him like smuggling you get three solari <laughs> like what <laughs> if you real? happen to ship down with him uh with a smuggling you're gonna get
1: that's eight solari
0: eight solari with one action uh, that's not fair. Also, he can just Actually, get looking every looking
1: tech. Because you get it's whenever you gain uh, the slurry, so you get both. Yeah, it's
2: three plus seven it's ten. You get three plus seven,
1: you get ten cash. Oh my which is, god, which is pretty
0: pretty good. That's <sighs> <sighs> decent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, anyway, that's just way too too pushed. Like I I think the idea of getting one more of a thing is fine. Um, like whenever you gain spice this turn, increase the amount gained by one. That's fine. I mean, if you just want to, like, copy-paste uh, Yuna's passive and put it on his passive and then start there, I think that's okay. But then now we have to be- rebalance that a little bit, you know?
1: If, if I had to speculate, I get the impression with Esma Tuek is that the... Uh, and this is pure special. I have no idea. I feel like the, the designer wanted to have the, the don't block... A sp- effect specifically and then tried to design a ring that balanced it if that makes Oh, you think so. you did it the other way around? Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I, it feels to me like Den was kind of like made um, that that was made after though. They, like, they really wanted to get underwelding because they thought it was a really cool idea, which it kind of is a cool idea um, but the problem is it's such a negative debuff weirdly that they had made this like really strong ring weirdly and were like, mm. well, if you got really bad and really good, like that's balanced, right? And that's the impression I like, get, yeah. Pure rampant speculation, but yeah. uh, that, that's kind
2: of how it felt to me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm with you guys. I think I like the idea of having a, a negative effect somewhere, and then you just balance it with a, a great effect to kind of even even things out. But specifically because this helps one player out of out of the table more than others, I, I don't yeah. see a way to really pull it off. Um, and then yeah, the ring. There's just so many outs with this ring. Obviously, yeah, ancillary Tinsular for Grappling <laughs> Smuggling, a bit busted there. Um, even just going hog a turn one for four Spice. If you get in that's on one of the turn one, yeah, if you don't know the turn one that has another Spice or two, you can get five or six Spice on, by the end of turn one. That's crazy. You just grab Holtzman yeah, or Fleet, and you're, exactly. you're good to go. <laughs> you,
0: your your banner is another source of Solari or Spice, and so if you oh, own yeah, that, right. too, you also get extra stuff from that top plus two. It's yeah. like... What? Yeah. That's so crazy. That's, yeah, he, yeah, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, Obviously, 3-1 anyway. is nuts, too. He just kind of sets you up for the next 2 or 3 rounds. But.
0: Yep, yep. Oh, well, there so, we kid. <laughs> No worries, no worries. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's all I have to say about Esmar. I think he just needs to be completely redesigned. I like the idea of increasing the amount gained. Um, I don't know if the ring's the correct way to do that. Uh, I think it doesn't really say smuggler to me like if we're gonna go with like what asmar supposed to be he's supposed to be working with the the fremen uh as a liaison between the fremen and the spacing guild kind of so like like there's there's a lot going on there that hasn't really been explored and i think that that could be brought to bear on this card a little yeah. bit more I,
1: th- I think the rank it just feels a bit clumsy doesn't it that's it the, does yeah that's the, the, the that's not me being harsh, that's kind of the the, the best way in the right. It just feels like a bit of a clumsy way. Like it would be, be a lot more refined and a bit prettier than what it is.
0: Yeah. That's a, it's a good idea. I mean, I like again, we're not trying to be harsh on these guys. I think that they're they're all very well. Yeah, like, well, well I mean we need to deliver
1: critique. Um and some yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be than others, you know, we've got a call it as we yeah. see it. So, um, yeah. you know, it's it's fine, but yeah, it, it I think rather than trying to adjust its values, I think probably there, there must be a, a more fresher idea that can probably be implemented. That'd be like, oh, that's pretty neat, and then use Ezma for it.
2: Hey, honestly, I don't, I don't hate. I think I'm a little less. I think plus two is just one too many. I think if you put plus one on any of these, and remember, it's only a ring, right? It's not like you're just getting it every time you do it. like the you know, lemon is like
1: one, then it's like then that the, 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 the issue is it's not just the ring. It's the fact that Underworld affects whoever's to your left. Way yeah, that's, 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 that's
2: problematic. I'm with you there that's, for
1: sure. Yeah, the problem, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah again, yeah, I think if you just made it gained one with the ring, it'd be fine. And then mm-hmm. we'd need to rebalance that passive effect so that... yeah it made more sense i think and yeah but i I don't mind the plus like a plus one for a ring i think that's a totally fine effect like his ring's strong cool yep like it happens three times a game cool now we need something else that kind of like works with that a little bit yeah so and i don't know if if it was going to be like a trading effect or you know uh, swapping resources around Mm -hmm. or something else like something that makes him exciting Mm -hmm. um I would totally be on board, and he'd be probably one of my favorites. So there's,
1: he's, got, there's got to be a more dynamic solution to it rather than just get an extra one.
2: Yeah, I think, I think there's another Esmar or two that's in French that has some of that stuff that you're talking about, about trading resources or something, so maybe there's something in there to pick from. But.
0: Thank you all for listening to our Homebrew Leader episode. We'll be back with part two soon. Uh, we're not done talking about all of these leaders. There's more to go. So stick around, give us a thumbs up, like and subscribe, tell us about how you feel about these leaders, if you've tried them, if you've looked at them and we'll see you on the next one. Take care.